1: We are amazing beings capable of operating on a level that goes far beyond our comprehension. Throughout the ages, ancient wisdom has understood this. There is no single answer to the quest for wisdom. Rather, a methodical process of removing everything that is untrue. Getting in alignment with the true nature of things is easier when false beliefs and contradictions are eliminated. In the case of health and wellness, this is especially true. Biologically, our bodies are self-healing. Keeping this simple fact in mind is crucial to achieving optimal health and well-being. Optimal performance requires eliminating anything that hinders it. We are greatly impacted by toxins, whether they're physical, mental, or emotional. Whenever we are under stress, we are incapable of functioning freely, which leads to a wide range of problems. Throughout history, crystals, light, and color have been used in various forms to influence us in positive ways. If used correctly, they can aid in relaxation, stress reduction, creating balance, and enhancing our abilities. They facilitate the work of our systems. The effect is similar to putting someone in a more supportive, encouraging environment. Whatever task they have to perform, they will do better. Solera Gem is a crystal fusion light system that facilitates healing, well-being, and wellness. It's also affordable. Valeria interviews Mike Broadwell. He is the creator of Solera Gem, a fusion of crystals, light, color, and frequencies. He spent the past 11-plus years specializing in crystal fusion light, working with leading integrative therapists around the U.S. He's also worked with many of the leading energy healers across the world— having produced numerous summits, workshops, and live events. Meet Mike at SoleraGem.com. Here's the interview with Mike Broadwell.
0: In your own words, who is Mike Broadwell?
2: Well, I guess... Basically, I'm the developer of this device called the Solari Gem. This is crystal fusion light, uh, and we'll talk more about that, but I am live in Tennessee in the United States. I'm uh, middle-aged. I guess I've been around for a while and have worked probably the last 15 years or so in holistic health and wellness, and prior to that was in engineering for a long time. So I have kind of a technical background, but moved into holistic work and have Really worked all over the country, mostly in the US, a little bit in the UK and Canada with some of the leading integrative health specialists on uh, with a crystal fusion light. And also I used to put on summits and other events, uh, you know, kind of similar to what you're doing here.
0: So what inspired you to work within the holistic health and wellness field? Was there any particular event or personal experience?
2: It really didn't come about, you know, by having a a terrible life crisis or anything like that. I was kind of more eclectic in my interests and had run across EFT and, you know, things like that years ago through Dr. Mercola and uh, just started looking into things and then kind of stumbled into doing, kind of learning about how to sell things online and started uh, doing summits and health events. And that was a great a great tool because I was uh, I wasn't the host usually but I put on several summits on energy medicine and so I did a lot of the editing and ran the events and all and uh, so I learned a ton about energy medicine listening and editing and it was great because it would force me to mm-hmm. self-examine if I got frustrated because yeah. I'm working right I'd be oh I gotta listen to <laughs> what these guys are saying you know, <laughs> keep, you know, so yeah. it's very positive reinforcement
0: mm. yeah that's interesting how we are uh, all connected energetically. And then we can feel by being in contact with people who are connected with this universal energy, powerful energy of who we are, then it kind of brings us to that space where at least become curious about it. So I love that, um, that you're open (laughs) to that exploration of who you are and then healing naturally, which is, it is one of my passions, holistically, naturally healing. And with that in mind, the word healing, what is healing to you and what is the goal of healing and what are the obstacles to it? I apologize for asking three questions in one, but they're all connected in a way.
2: No, I think it's a great question. And uh, one of the things I've, I've been talking about a lot with people is I get all the time people asking me, how does this work? And I don't think that's a very good question. And I think the better question is, how do I heal or what is healing? But even more specifically, how do I heal, right? Because it's all a journey. And I really think healing comes down to being more of ourselves, more uh, conscious, more self-aware, more expressed fully, because obviously when we're sick or we're limited in some way, we're not expressed. So I think ultimately it's, becoming more of who we're meant to be in this life. And and so it's a journey of how do we remove the barriers to that? And I think that's really the proper way to go about it is removing the contradictions and the obstacles in the way that keep us from expressing rather than trying to find this elusive magic pill or magic answer, which has just caused such devastation as that's kind of the goal of our current medical paradigm and we see where that's gone so yeah i think at, at the real root level it's just how do i become more of who i am and how do i remove what's preventing that
0: with that in mind going a bit deeper what is your idea of
2: spirituality
0: would that be similar to your ideas of in concept of healing
2: yeah i mean i i you know that's that's a big question too but you know energetically You know what are we right? We always wonder. You know, are we physical? Are we emotional? We tend to think these are discrete aspects of us, and really they're not. We break things down in order to try to understand them, and then we forget that we actually use this as a as a way to understand, and then we kind of make them hardened or real. And I've gotten that question many times. People say, "Was this more for psychological or physical?" And I was like, "Well, there's really no difference, right?" But we we tend to think that. So the spiritual, yeah, I think that's the part of us that that really is eternal or that exists outside of time and space. And, uh, however that really works, I guess we'll find out one day, but, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I think it's just that energetic kind of core of us that is, uh, from God, from the divine. That's that spark of the life of creation that, gives us this amazing existence, which is uh, fascinating and challenging and just uh, a wonderful <laughs> experience.
0: I love the way you said that about breaking into parts, which that's what the mind does to understand. But then not going back to wholeness, that's what it is. We are whole, but then in order to understand wholeness, we have to break it apart. But then we forget that we just broke it apart to understand it, <laughs> and it's it, it's whole we can put it back again. We we'll, we'll turn to it.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, if, I think if you really look at what's going on here, you know, we are put here, created, however you want to 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 say that, and this world is way too amazing and, and multifarious and full of, you know, surprises and beauty and things that we can't begin to grasp until we kind of grow into them, just like a child can't understand a language immediately, it has to grow into learning it. And so if we look at, we're here to kind of discover who we are and to keep rising up and keep elevating, and it's so much easier just to stop and say, okay, that's enough. I just want to stop stop or I want to (laughs) slow down. Yeah but life is kind of designed to keep pushing us and keep causing us to have to grow. And that's a beautiful part of it. And I, I think the only way we can do that is through seeing what's a contradiction what's not true and say, wait a minute, this doesn't add up. And then that opens the way to the next thing. And I think, especially in terms of healing, we, we want to find this answer or what will fix this. And, it's, no, it's not really that at all. It's like, well, would a magic pill restore your family situation if, if that's messed up? It might make your arm quit hurting or make your cancer go away, maybe. But is it going to solve all these other issues in life? And no, that's because life, all these things play together and, and are there to show us things. So taking that journey of uh, reduction, and I think that's the ancient path. I think that's what people did in the ancient world is to is to what do they call neti netty" or through negation of what's not true. And that's the only way you can do something that complicated.
0: Another question I have for you, for the opening questions, is what is your idea of freedom, Mike?
2: Well, I think freedom is to not be constricted or bound or limited, um, even though limitations are actually important we really can't live without these limitations so uh, if we didn't wake up to oxygen in the atmosphere every day or the sun (laughs) rising we couldn't live on earth so we really these limitations are part of who we are and are necessary and so i think it's uh, within those uh, having this you know not artificial limitations or false limitations uh, removing those is what we would want to achieve to 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 again to get to freedom. So again it's kind of working from the negative in a sense of what's not freedom or what's not us or what's not uh in correlation to what works, what's what's nature, what's, you know, <laughs> the way of the world in a sense. And so uh I would think again it's kind of the same path again to to remove the artificial chains or the or the things that are just You know, we see it all the time, and especially in other people, we can see how self-limited people are. It's harder to see in ourselves Mm because we're caught up in it, but we have those (laughs) as well. But but yeah, the more we can just uh, remove those things, and that's I think freedom is comes naturally once we just remove those things.
0: For me, the sense of freedom came when I removed everything. Of course, that was the process first. And then I put everything back (laughs) and back again, where not in the sense of causing harm or anything like that, but in a more healed way or clear way, not even healed, I'd say clarity. And then seeing everything as the divine, everything is God. That became my perspective in life, of myself in life. Oh, God is everywhere. How incredible. And it seems like this is the uh, the goal of all religions, to treat one another or everything that we are in contact with the same as we would treat ourselves, if we have self-love, of course. So that really made sense.
2: Yeah, I think religions, you know, the real task of religions, philosophies that are aligned with, with reality would be to how do we get people to keep growing and keep because we, we have to develop the capacity to actually uh, understand these things, As we don't write yeah, off
0: the bat.
2: We can't appreciate, say, a fine wine, because the first time you drink wine, it tastes awful to you, yeah. right? <laughs> <Yes>. and, <laughs> yes. So you have to kind of develop a palate against um, opposition. So what we think of as bad are things that are not what we want are actually probably the most powerful things to to bring us out of this small limitation. And, and truth is constant. I mean, when we are five years old, the biggest thing in the world might be to go to the candy store, you yeah. know, or, <laughs> you know, we think we're going to die the first time we yeah. get our heart broken when we're a teenager, right? Yes. But that we actually reform a more powerful understanding of the depth of existence and life through these heartbreaks and through these limitations. Whereas if we just were constantly got what we want all the time, we would probably never grow out of being a baby. We wouldn't want to have to, you know, have to sit on a toilet. It probably feels good to a baby to, you know, poop its pants and have somebody clean it, you know. But uh, so we have to constantly be broken out of what we think we want. And I think that's a powerful frame to look at the healing journey and just look at our life in general as is, is these things are part there to to push us to grow because we don't want to grow.
0: So you have created the Solara gem. I will begin the question with the word Solara. It kind of inspires me to think about the sun when I, when I look at the word, but it has a also feminine, softer kind of energy attached to it. So talk to me about the inspiration for the name before you talk to me about the inspiration to create the device and what it is, of course, for those who don't know.
2: Yeah, so the Solara gem is uh is a form of crystal fusion light, uh, and that starts with sunlight. So that's really where the name Solara comes from. It's Latin or Latin root for solar or sun or you know, and it's like everything. You you wanna find a name, obviously, that's available on a, the web. Yeah. Right?
0: <laughs> yes, right. So that's
2: why we see all these, <laughs> you know, weird names like yes. Google and all <laughs> these other things coming mm. up. But but yeah, Solara, and it it just has a musicality to it as well. It is it is a soft, but it's but basically what we're doing is sunlight through mixtures of gemstones and color. That's what we're we're taking the ancient practice of putting people in the sun and putting gemstones on different parts of the body and letting the sun energy, which really empowers the it, crystals are information tools. They basically shape information and energy is information. So. That's really where it comes from. It's, it's the whole idea of the sun passing through the gems, passing through the colors uh, into the body. There's, you know, some frequency elements as well. And I, by that, I mean more like brainwave frequency strobing. Uh, obviously, all this stuff is frequency, but uh, it's really an, an ancient ancient practice. It goes back into ancient Ayurveda and other, other cultures of, of the light through the gemstones. And so that's where the Solara came, really. It's, it's just, it is sunlight.
0: Instead of how does it work, how and what it heals.
2: Well, again, if we go back to the fact that energy is information and everything is energy, right? We hear that all the time and it's, it's true. Uh, everything is information as well. Uh, so if I look at pure sunlight and then I actually filter that sunlight or pass it through a crystal or a gem, well, the gem has different uh, properties. Uh, usually the color is due to the mineral properties in that stone, which we would call, uh, in, a, in a sense, it's an imperfection that keeps a clear quartz, uh, make it, makes it purple. That tends to be an amethyst, right? So the the color would be, quote-unquote, an imperfection in the structure of it. And then the actual different gems and crystals have different internal structures as well, just the way they're they're pieced together. So we're also made of minerals. We're made of the same types of minerals. So ancient tribal knowledge, just like acupuncture, somebody figured out thousands of years ago to put these needles here. And somehow this point relates to that point. And uh, we say, well, how did they figure this out? Well, they did. They were probably a lot smarter than we are because we can't seem to figure out much of anything these days. And, and yet, uh, ancient acupuncture started with crystals. They, they used crystals before they used needles. And uh, so, again, these are all tied in. And so, these go back to ancient, ancient times. And, and there are many books out there that talk about properties of gemstones and crystals. And they're not all in agreement. And you're not going to be necessarily affected exactly the way I am by the same gemstone. So, it's... Um, it's a beautiful method of healing that's, that's using nature and, and, and people figured out, like say thousands of years ago, the power of gemstones and light just amplifies and explodes the energy of the stone way beyond just what using the stone by itself can do. And then we blend the stones. We also tie in some color therapy and we do some brainwave frequencies uh, with the light as well to help the body just to recognize. It's just like if you're traveling, say, in Japan and you feel like I'm kind of alone here and then you hear another voice speaking English or whatever your yeah. language is, and you're like, oh, oh, that feels good. That feels um, familiar. I'm, I'm yes. drawn to that. And our body the same way. It feels, um, okay, I know this frequency. This is a frequency of... Right. Delta or the lowest brainwave frequency, this is the frequency where I heal, because when I go to sleep, my body's recuperating and healing. So when I entrain into that frequency, and maybe I'm shining it on a, a pain in my elbow, my elbow is thinking, Oh, it's healing time. This is the frequency of healing. So that's why we add that in as well. So it's it's just a beautiful, simple but yet profound technique. And of course modernize so we can do it inside i mean you're up in new york where it's cold you want to be out in the sun it's cold here it's been cold here so you, and it's cloudy so you can't you know depend on the sun as if you're treating people or you know so or it's too hot or it's raining or whatever so this gives us a way to kind of schedule it into the the way our lives work uh, unfortunately in the ancient world they could they could take the time you know to heal they would go to a salon and recuperate and really heal not just fix me at like mm. a pit stop on a racetrack, right? Yeah. So I get yes. back on the racetrack.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like the illustrations you make. I remember you made this comment before just to make uh, an observation on the location. My husband and I, we moved to Florida in 2020. There's a lot more sun here. Not lately, though. It's been cold the last three days. Okay. But yeah, the sun. So everything within the Solara gem, Makes a lot of sense to me f- from that perspective of healing. Of course, sun is it's a powerful, powerful tool which is not really a tool; it's just a natural resource for healing. And crystals, gems, stones—of course, it's uh, the most. I have heard something that I never heard before. Somebody said that this um, crystals are the only element on earth that is in perfect harmony are minerals and crystals. I didn't know that. So that makes sense. You brought that together. And then colors, of course. Yeah, that changed the brain, changed the mood, the way we, it relaxes the brain in different colors. Um, My case has been uh, violet for some reason, purple, blue. I love blue. So that's beautiful that you put all this together. So the question that comes to me is how do we use it do we have to get many of these devices to work together? I know you have different kinds of Solara Jam devices. And do we look for a specific purpose, like pain or insomnia? How does it work when it comes to choosing how many devices and what kind to buy?
2: Yeah, well, great question. It, it's uh, There's a lot to it, and yet it's pretty simple. Now, there's... The different Solari gems are based on different gemstone mixtures. And there's always at least two gems in each one. Some of them have more than that. There are actually three. I'm sorry. There are actually three gems now in each one at a minimum. But I name them after the primary stone. And so, yeah, so you can really start with one. It's it's like... um, the biggest thing that starts is we've got to get our, our stress because we, we know yeah. that like 98% of disease yeah. is stress-related, right? right, or 95 there's yes. some Even studies show that. Yeah. And uh, so if we don't address the emotional, the stress, the mind, how our mind is amplifying what's happening to us, uh, so that's always the first place we start. And from there, we can work on other parts of the body and we might want to stimulate or calm or you know, relate to different organs or different systems, different chakra systems. So um, we do use different mixtures of gemstones. Uh, We pass light through it. It actually attaches to a full spectrum light source, which is like sunlight, as close as we can get in an artificial light. And so we can pass that through the gem and color mixtures and, and on different parts of the body. Then we also use a couple of different brainwave frequencies to either kind of more stimulating or more calming um or balancing. So uh so yeah it, it's kind of you can start with as little as one and it's not like a screwdriver that, oh, this doesn't work at all. I have to have this other screwdriver. It's more. It's more like, no, if I really help calm my mind and and and, and relax it and balance it, then that's going to help with my healing. And then if I take a second mixture that maybe we use to boost the spleen, we use a carnelian mixture to boost the spleen energy, which affects the blood, which affects the serotonin levels, which in Chinese medicine is a huge, huge part of the energetic system of the body, then that adds a whole nother element. And then the third element might be to calm an inflamed area or a painful area, acute pain. And so, you know, it kind of depends on what we're doing for an individual to use these at home. You know, maybe three or four different of these solar gems would be all you would ever need to kind of take care of just about any situation that you ran into. Uh, a practitioner might want more of them because it's it's kind of like having a palette for an artist. The more colors we have, the more we can shift the, the subtlety or the, you know, fine-tune what we're doing. So it's more like, you know, one or two or three of them is going to give you a great start and really cover in broad ways just about everything. And then as you get more fine and more, you want better resolution, you can, you know, use different mixtures. Uh, so it's 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 a little hard to explain, because people we all want to make it simple, and what button do I push and all that. And this is really more about how much you connect with yourself, with your client, with your loved one, whoever you're doing this with, your pet. Uh, what is your pro you know how much are you connecting to them? How much are you truly holding space or witnessing? because it's your witness, your ability to connect, to really see who they are. And and that is what we crave more than anything, is we want that connection, that witness. We want to be seen, we want to be felt, we want to be understood. And this is the biggest challenge I run across, is when I have people that like, and they're maybe and they're in a, a busy practice or something, and they're just doing this as part of the process, and they're just like, Okay, let me turn this on them for a while. Let me do this. And I'll go get on this machine and go, you know, no, it's, they're going to miss. You're just going to walk right past the subtle shifts because until we connect with ourselves, again, we don't heal. Like we talked about earlier, healing is more, becoming more of who we are, becoming more self-aware, becoming more conscious. So, Right. Yeah, Not a real clear way of explaining it, but that's uh,
0: a... <laughs> well, to me that's, it is. as <laughs> the clearest okay. way <laughs> to explain that. I actually understand that more than anything else. <laughs> All the technicalities, although I do understand that too. So when it comes to choosing, I like the idea of going with intuition or curiosity, being more spontaneous about it when it comes to healing, and just choosing whatever kind of catches our attention the most. And then trying. Why not just trying to see how it works and being present so we can feel those shifts, as you call them. So that makes a lot of sense to me, Mike.
2: Yeah, we do have uh, a basic uh, way of using them. So we, we do give you like a very clear starting point. Like we say, use the amethyst on the crown, use the carnelian. So it's kind of like when you're learning an art or learning music, you want to learn it formally. Before you become some kind of crazy mm. modern artist yes. or improvisational <laughs> jazz, because otherwise you 're just making noise, <laughs> yes. so you want to be able to learn and and kind of follow uh, a, a process, but yeah, the more you make it yours, and the more you connect with it, your intuition will grow, and you will start to make this just like an artist would make it it's his or her own as he's as they um, get better in their craft and you're you're going to be that way as well and the intuitives, you know, that are—I mean, I have one practitioner down in Florida. It's like halfway through the demo, she already was taken over running uh, yeah. the system, you know, uh-huh. and because she just got it right away. And uh, and I have some people that just constantly, "What do I do next?" Well, well, they're usually it's because they're stressed out and they are trying to work kind of outside themselves. And so the the other big thing is you've got to use this on yourself because it's it's a it's a subjective experience, and it it's hard to explain. You can't really explain to people a lot of times because it's their subjective understanding. And uh, people, I, many times I'll ask people after they come off of this, I'll say, well, how do, how do you feel? Well, how am I supposed to feel? That's right? yeah. a crazy question. <laughs> You're you. you feel what you feel, right? right but right. we are so disconnected and so outside of ourselves that this is a way to bring us back into who we are and bring us back to that I think I think the majority of people don't seem to understand there is a them inside of them, you know, that they live out here and they're you know, oh the news is telling me to do this, to put on this mask or walk down here or do you know take this shot or whatever. Instead of really just saying, wait a minute, this is my life. This is my world, you know, how do and that's what we gotta get back to. And that again gets back to that point of what is real healing.
0: Ah, uh, you talk about self healing, actually. Give an example of that. The, on your website about self-healing. What can the doctor do for us, for the body, if it could not finish the job? So that is uh, beautifully illustrated too, that example. I agree. I love your message though, on the intention behind uh, Solara Gem. It's creating that environment for healing, which is very much deeply connected to spirituality in the sense of knowing who we are. And I love the way you said that just now about we live ourselves out of it. <laughs> we think we know ourselves, but we're actually living there's a part of us, which is not really the, a part but the whole, that we live out and we count all the what we see in, from the outside and we leave the real us inside hidden Or oh, in um, in a sense of overarching the outside of, of who we think. yeah we, we forget. Are
2: we forget where life happens and life doesn't happen in our mental constructs. Life happens at this energetic, emotional level of feeling of, of, of intuition. And our life is not really run by our, us consciously. We tend to think that, but, but one of the, <laughs> one of the things I often do because in most time I'm demonstrating the solar gem to people at a conference or, you know, the first time. And, there's so many ladies, especially, because they're more into health, typically, so I'm going to have more of them, but also, I mean, our ladies are, are lovely, and they keep our lives straight, but I, there's so many of them that I'll end up putting my arm around, and I'll say, we don't need you to run the world. We need you to be you, and because so many, especially our women, are trying to balance so many things and and, and make this happen and keep these kids straight or, you know, keep all these things going and you can just see the the stress and the, uh, this overdrive that's just keeping them. And if they can just let go of that and realize, no, you're beautiful and your family loves you because of you, not because you do all this stuff for, them. you know, I mean, that's wonderful, but we got to get our priorities straight. And, um, and this is what, what this can do is really help us to take the time and I think maximize the time that people will take for themselves and realize it's it's essential to do this and not just after everything else is done then maybe I'll think about taking care of myself. No, that's, that's, a, that's not the way to do it.
0: Another question I have for you is about Solara Jim. You write, It heals by guiding you to become more of who you are, as you just said, more conscious of yourself, the world around you and your purpose. So that caught my attention, second to becoming more who we are. I'm paraphrasing you here. So did this give to you a sense of purpose? And if it did, what it feels like a purpose now in your life? And the other question is, how do you know this is your purpose? What does it feel like? How do we get that, the signs of living on purpose?
2: Well, uh, well, I think a lot of it is when we're in, in kind of a flow state or where life really seems to be timeless. You know, when we, I remember when I lived in Oregon years ago and would float down the river, the Rogue River, and just, it was so incredibly beautiful. And you just got a feeling of, complete timelessness out there and uh, so I think one is that when we are doing our what's natural and purposeful to us we uh, almost time doesn't exist for us and we've all experienced that we wake up and it's like wait a minute four hours
0: have passed
2: (laughs) 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 and yet when we're stuck in our cubicle Hmm. or doing something we, we don't love and it's not congruent it's just like it's just dragging on and on and on and we are taking you know, sedatives or uppers or whatever to get through the day or coffee or soda pop or whatever, just to try to keep us going. And so I think it's this natural flow that we're meant to live in, in life is, is a big part of the purpose. And, uh, I've just found from working with the Solar gym, because I, I came to it from, you know, an earlier versions of this, uh, which has been out for quite a while, but it's, Uh, As technology has advanced, we've been able to really make it uh, more cost-effective and and more user-friendly, I think. But I just love the uh, response I would get from people and how it made me feel. And I could see how connected it was that I've worked with this technology for over 11 years now. And I still am learning and growing with it. And just the internal uh, awareness that it's helped me to gain is, is beyond belief. And it's, again, it's hard to explain that to somebody because we all really are unique in how we see the world and how we understand it. And I think the new age that we're, you know, we keep saying we're moving into the age of Aquarius. Well, I've been around a long time. And I remember when that song, when I was a kid, you know, well, (laughs) the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Well, but that Aquarian age is really a shift from, I need to know what the outcome is, how much you're going to pay me before I do this task, or how much am I going to get before I commit this? That's the world we've been in, but the aquarian age is this is my purpose, this is what's flowing, and I just have to do it and let what comes come out of it. And I think when we can get into that, again, that's when we're in our purpose when we're not trying to be limited before. Because if we say, well, what is the outcome going to be, then that's done from the standpoint of what we know right now. That doesn't take into account how we're going to be changed by what we learn and experience because we don't have a big enough bucket to to take everything that, that life has got for us. And we're constantly just learning to expand that bucket. And so why be limited by the bucket we had a year ago or five years ago or 10 years ago, that was our training wheels and that was necessary for us to grow. But how do we keep pushing those walls out and making that bucket more, uh, large, I guess is, is that's, that's how we know our purpose. I think when we know that I'm growing and while I'm learning and I'm meeting challenges, it doesn't mean I'm not going to meet challenges. I've met a lot of challenges doing this, but it's only helped me to grow through them I and to find solutions. And uh, so, yeah, I think I think that would probably be the the opposition is kind of showing us that we're we're breaking new ground, and it's scary to us, and it's scary to those around us because we're breaking the comfort zone for both mm. of us.
0: Oh wow! Yes, what a beautiful reminder and insight, right? The feeling of um, timeless expansion. That's what it came to me by listening to you. So it's feeling expanded in a sense of holding more of what life has to offer.
2: Well, thank you for the opportunity. It's uh, wonderful to speak with you and to get to know you a little. So I, I really do appreciate this opportunity.
0: Yes, same here. And before we say goodbye for today, is there anything else you would like to add to our conversation? Anything that you left unsaid? <sighs>
2: Well, I I would just encourage people to to definitely experience something and give it a chance whether it's solar gem or something else that really catch catches your fancy. It might be a sound therapy or some sort of especially the new, f- you know, light, sound, color, f- frequency. This is this is the future of health and well wellness and healing and and really be open to it and experience it and 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 not just try to noodle it, you know, with your mind, but experience these things and uh because they're indescribable in a lot of ways, you know, that I can't really transmit what it's like. It's just like what's it like to you to kiss your husband for the first <laughs> time? Right. Okay. Yeah, I can't <laughs> transmit that feeling to you. You just have to do it. Right. So it's uh that's kind of how experiencing these these healing technologies and these these amazing things is. And so I would encourage people just to to be open and and not have to know the outcome from the beginning. Just you know, go with the flow, this Aquarian flow, I guess.
0: Yes, I agree a thousand percent. Yes. And what's the best place to find more information to buy Solara Gem and also to know more about you?
2: Yeah, the Solara Gem dot com, this S-O-L-A-R-A-G-E-M dot com. And you can... There's a list there you can join, and that's just for trainings and updates. I don't spam people with pitches or anything like that. It's really our training and information list, and there's some videos there. There's a lot of stuff online you can learn about, and we can connect you if you want to try it. If you're in a different part of the country, I can try to connect you with somebody that has it um, near you. Or, uh, you know, just learn about it and come to our calls and uh, just, just learn more. So I'd love to have you.
0: Yes, wonderful. I'll have the link on your podcast profile. Thank you so much again, Mike, and we'll talk soon. Bye for now. All right.
2: Thank you very much.
1: Thank you for listening. To learn more about Mike Broadwell and his work, please visit com.